Oregon. Like, I'm not far. There we go. Got it. I'm not far from civilization at all. It's just we're just enough in the woods that we don't have public septic. So we're on a uh, we're on a we have a septic tank. Wow. We have well water. It's it's a very strange thing where it's like, okay, we need to be very conscious about how often we're running water and how often we're flushing the toilet because every two years we have to have somebody come pump the tank in our backyard. Oh man. It's a, it's a nice change they, pace. You better hope the tank doesn't get too full too fast because who knows what'll happen Home then. ownership. Oh. oh, it's that's a story unto itself, the septic. <laughs> that's 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 how we wound up getting this house. That's the crazy thing. Like Whoa. we um we first saw this property in February of last of this year, and we made an offer like asking minus the cost of a new septic tank because the sale was never going to go through unless we got a new septic tank. That was always going to be the holdup because uh, the town wouldn't authorize the sale. And uh, our realtor got back to us and was like, hey, yeah, they went with a higher offer. I'm like, okay, we keep looking. And um, she actually, after like three months, wound up dropping us because she's like, hey, I really like you guys. I don't want you to think like take this personal, but it's a bit of a drive for me. I can't guarantee like, you know, it's, I don't know if we're going to find something right now. Like, okay, that sucks. And then in the weirdest cosmic, like, uh, like <laughs> sign from on high <laughs> in April, um, we lost one of our cats and we were super bummed. Um, and then two days later, our old realtor called us and was like, Hey, call me back as soon as you can. Okay. What does Kelly want? And she said, Hey, you know, that house in Millbury that you guys put the offer in, but didn't get. Yeah. We loved it. Well, the buyers backed out because the septic company was taking too long for the installation and the owner the owner will not relist it if you basically make the offer of asking, which was our initial offer plus the cost of the septic tank. So, like, I mean, we were going to have to pay for the septic tank if we bought the house anyway. Oh, wow. dang. Uh, wow. Mysterious ways, but. Wonderful. Yeah. yeah. The universe Wonderful. has weird ways of things working out for you, and it comes full circle yeah. with a septic tank. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, now we have a uh, like an eight foot high mountain in our backyard that's hiding a tank full of human feces. Oh my god! <laughs> you live you live in one of the most uh, luxurious porta potties in the world. Woo! Yeah, uh, I'm, I'm gonna. It's not gonna go up until the spring, but I'm going to make a little sign and have it say Mount Flushmore. Uh, <laughs> everyone loves that except my wife, so that's. <laughs> I love it. I do love that. Hell yeah, man. That's yeah. awesome. That's a good place to start. Hey, what's up? Welcome to Hypothetical Comedy Podcast. I am Funky Sam Medina. And I am Athena Rodriguez. And we are here with comedian Kevin Brady. How you doing, Kevin? Oh, sunshine and rainbows here in uh, in good old Massachusetts. We got our first snowstorm of the season tonight. Loving it. Nice. Yay! Hell yeah. yeah. Hey, when I met you on Zoom... Uh, you were you were in New Jersey, I believe. Is that right? Yeah. Um, Is that so, where you grew up? 
no, no. I'm actually born and raised in Massachusetts. Okay, um, nice. So, yeah, my uh, my wife and I were both in the arts. Um, obviously, I do do comedy, but I was a musician for a while. I'm, I'm an actor as well. And my wife and I met doing uh, a theater show in Massachusetts. And, you know, she has a, like, she went to school for it. She has a degree in it. And, you know, we'd already always talked about, like, our future plans and things. And she'd said, you know, I kind of, kind of wish that after college I went to New York like to just say I did it to give it a shot to see what happens and you know I um oh, uh did something on my screen <laughs> but yeah I um I was like well you know I spent my uh better part of my 20s as a musician I did really a lot better with that than I ever really imagined I would I'm not going to turn 60 one day and you know hear you complain like oh i wish i did it when i was younger like you know what let's let's just go let's look into you know going to new york and see how that works and unrelated hi buddy oh hello there who's this this is guinness uh he is very camera shy but he's needy right now and he doesn't <laughs> yeah <it's> beeps. <laughs> hey bub all right yeah you might hear beeping that's the cat anyway um <laughs> Oh, does the cat cuss and then automatically get censored? Oh, dang. Yeah. P potty mouth. He's an absolute potty mouth. Like, come here, Bubba. Come here. Oh, come on. Say hello to friends. Hi. Well, hello there. Oh, sweet baby angel. Oh, my goodness. All right, human. Put me down. Put me down. All right. <laughs> yeah, there you go. You go do your thing. Yeah, <laughs> we, definitely, we definitely know the leave me alone look from our cat. Yeah. Uh, on his terms, on his terms. Uh, yeah, I, I was uh, I was talking about something uh, in my life that wasn't my cat. Yeah, so we um like we we looked into you know moving to New York City to pursue that, and um, the company she was working with at the time, she kept asking about you know possible transfers to New York, and they were like, hey, on no in no uncertain terms, are we sending you to New York? It's not <laughs> happening. Stop <No>. asking. <laughs> but. How would you like a 30% raise and a promotion? Okay, well, what's the catch? New Jersey. Oh, <laughs> oh and that's yeah. almost so, like New York. Yeah, and, um, you know, we, uh, like, I was dead set against it. I was like, no, get a new job. We're not moving <laughs> to New Jersey. Quit now. <laughs> yeah, stop now. Uh, and then I looked and saw, like, the rental prices in Bergen County, New Jersey versus anywhere in the five boroughs of New York. I was like, you know what? Hackensack, New Jersey doesn't sound that bad. I think we're okay with that. <laughs> wow. That's another yeah. time that the universe kind of worked its way. Yeah. Worked, it, worked something out yeah. for you guys. That's incredible, man. Yeah. Um, when you guys went to New Jersey, like, you weren't doing comedy yet. Uh, what were you doing mm -hmm. for music? Like, what did you play? And, like, uh, what, what's your history with that? Yeah. yeah. So, um, I tell people all the time, I started out with guitar, but a uh, mediocre bass player gets more work than a mediocre guitar player. So um, after about a year of playing guitar, when I, you know, when I first started playing, I was like, you know, all the bands I'm playing with, everyone wants to play guitar and I'll just play bass because nobody wants to play bass. And <laughs> I, that's really what I was doing. I was, I was a semi pro bass player in a, uh, in a heavy metal band um, based in New Hampshire. And, uh, you know, I did that for, eight years or something like that and literally just like all the timing just 
life happened in the right order. Um, wound up leaving the band about six months before I got married. We got married, like I left in May. We got married in October of 2016. Um, we started putting out feelers in early 2017. And by June of 2017, we were moved to New Jersey. So um, yeah. And then wow. when we were there, like, you know, whenever you move, even if it's not, you know, across states, but like if you're moving even across town, like sometimes you take that little time to get settled. Mm -hmm. And after about, I don't know, like three months, I'm like, I need to do something. Um, like, I don't really want to do music. I like, I got that out of my system. Um, you know, I was, I wasn't really feeling like going into acting or doing any stage stuff because I was still kind of getting settled. And I was like, you know what? When you were a kid, you didn't go home and put on MTV. You went home and put on Comedy Central. Like, you're watching Comedy Central Presents. You're watching Kids in the Hall. Like, you were watching... That's what you were watching when you got home. Why don't you just give it a shot? Like, you're you're a half-hour bus ride from Midtown Manhattan. Wow. Like, the, the mecca of comedy. Just go. Just do it once. Nobody knows who you are. You don't live in the city. You don't know anyone there. And I stand by it. The absolute worst thing that could happen to somebody doing comedy for the first time happened to me. I went up at an open mic, did my five minutes, and people laughed. <laughs> like, I stand by it. The first time you go up, if you go up and eat shit, you're never going to do it again. Like, you're done. Like, hey, nope. <laughs> Check that <laughs> off, the, uh, off the bucket list. Never going to do that again. And, uh, yeah, it was, um, I had, I was actually coming up on two years in comedy. Like I started in March of 2018 and I had, I had like an entire month of shows booked. I just got my first booking for a festival in Pennsylvania. And I'm sure we all remember what happened in March of 2020. Oh man, <laughs> we all do, unfortunately. Yeah, nothing, <laughs> nothing happened in March of 2020. <laughs> The time nothing so, happened. <laughs> yeah, the time absolutely nothing happened. We just stayed home for six months. But how did you actually get started in comedy? Mm -hmm. uh, so it was a, one of those things that was happening kind of for a long time. Um, you know, the first real thoughts of trying it probably were, I don't know, probably like the mid-teens, like 2012. 14 2015 was when i really started putting like serious thought into trying it um but the tough thing obviously when you know you're new in any type of thing like that is like figuring out how to start yeah the open mics where it's like i'm gonna go up stage on stage and you know right on stage like no i i know you don't do that <laughs> uh i know you don't do that uh especially your first time out um so like, I started, you know, percolating ideas and, uh, but every place I saw that was doing an open mic was, oh, hey, we're doing an open mic on Monday nights in Boston. Like, uh, <laughs> I, I live, like for those who don't know the geography of Massachusetts, uh, I, I was living in Worcester, which is literally dead center Massachusetts. Uh, they call it the heart of the Commonwealth. It is the central city of Massachusetts. And there's no good way to get to Boston. Like, 
there's two main roads always have traffic all times a day or you can take the commuter rail train which is a two-hour train from Worcester to Boston and then you still have to take subways to get anywhere and hope that where you're going is on a subway so I was like Ugh. wow do I, do I care enough to do that like to, <laughs> right? to drive into Boston or take the train and you know for a long time I just didn't that's that's yeah. what it was uh but when I finally said I'm doing it like New York City is over the river I'm doing it I had absolutely zero problem with getting on a bus for 45 minutes to go from New Jersey to New York City to do the exact same thing. Like, <laughs> but it's New York. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's a little more glamorous than Boston. No offense. Yeah. But yeah, so I um I, I was just literally just Googling like open comedy open mics in New York City and uh I just, I just picked one randomly. It happened to be on a day that I was off of work and uh, I will not say the name of it. They're still up and running. I never had a negative experience with the company, um, but there's a lot of people that are still in the city that they're kind of a running joke with a lot of people. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, I just, I went, you know, it's, not the same everywhere, but in New York, it's, you know, if you're doing an open mic, you're either paying five bucks to do the mic or you're buying something at the bar or you're doing both. Um, so I, you know, I, I paid my five bucks, bought a beer, went and sat and, you know, waited for the, uh, the show to start. And when they called my name, I was like, all right, oh let's see God. what happens. <laughs> so, wow. Uh, How much yeah. time did you get your first time up? Uh, it was five minutes, um, you know, for for all the ills that people have you know said about the company in general, they ran a tight ship when it came to their mics. Like everything was pre-booked, like you had to sign up in advance. They had a hard cap, I think, at 20 comics. And, um, you know, the people that were running the show were actual like gigging comics that were just doing it for hosting work and, you know, extra five minutes here or there. So. You know, they were like, "Okay, we've we've done the bad mics. If if you're floundering, <laughs> like, okay, light, 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 <laughs> go get them." <laughs> um, but yeah, like like I said, I stand by. You know, I, I did five minutes and got you know a smattering of laughs, and I'd be hard pressed to tell you if a single joke from that first time out is even still uh, lurking <laughs> around in the repertoire, but. You know, it's it. You guys know it's it's an addiction. Once you start it, once you get that first taste, if it's a positive one, you just you keep going back until until that first time you bomb, and they're like, "Wow, that <laughs> yeah. sucked. Let's do it again." Yeah, exactly. At least I was on stage, right? Yeah, wow. it's like don't care. Had sex. Like don't care. Did a bunch. <laughs> Did you ever, um, did you, because I don't know how big acting is out in New York, but did you ever consider doing any acting when you were there as well? Yeah. So in the city itself, um, there's a friend of mine. um, She runs a, like a sketch comedy troupe with, uh, with her partner. And it's all like vignettes and scenes from New York. Things that just happen, you know, on a random day in New York. Well, that's um, cool. That's awesome. Yeah, and, and it's called a sketch of New York. Oh, 
Um, but yeah, so my, uh, her name's Joe. Uh, she's, she's fantastic. Um, she actually, uh, she's a like professional fight choreographer too, which is crazy. Um, she was actually, I don't know if the show won, but she was a part of a show that was nominated for a Tony award. Like it's insane. The people that you just kind of like run into, and just meet in your day-to-day life when you're, you know, in, in this line of work. Um, but so in, that was the only thing I, I did like acting wise in the city itself, theater and some smaller things in, um, uh, in New Jersey. Uh, the, the big one, this one uh, is really crazy that my wife and I, we were both cast to do background work on, uh, I don't know if it ever got released, a movie called The Inside Game which was about the NBA referee, like cheating scandal. And oh, wow. That's interesting. it was with, um, what's, uh, who was it? Uh, Will Sat, uh, Eric, maybe. Did you freeze? Uh-oh. Oh. What happened? Yeah, I don't was know. that you or us? Cause we saw you freeze and then you disappeared. Uh, it might have been me, but it's weird because like I didn't lose signal or anything like that. Like, yeah, I, I still had, you sound, you sound uh, I mean, good again though. Yeah. I mean, hey, you know what? Maybe I'm. Maybe it's just a terminal case of living in the fucking woods. <laughs> that might be it. <laughs> I think a bear must have ate your Wi-Fi signal. I know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they code those Wi-Fi signals in honey now. I oh heard. yeah. 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 Uh, so the inside, yes. the inside game. Yeah, uh, so yeah, the like the big thing was yeah we did background work on a movie with Will Sasso and uh, Will they, Sasso. <laughs> yeah, oh they, gosh, like, Sam hates. Will I hate Sasso. Will Sasso. Can we talk a sidebar for a moment? I like him. I just want to make that known. Uh, I I will I will be a neutral arbiter and say my piece afterwards. Go ahead, Sam. Uh, will Sasso cost Bret Hart the United States title, and there was un I was uncalled for, and I will never forgive him for that. Okay, you know what? We're going to have to break kayfabe for a minute there, Sam. Uh, Will Sasso, a really nice dude. Like, yeah. uh, not surprising, but so where I wound up getting, you know, set, they, they just forgot about me. They forgot I was even there the entire time. Um, nice. It was, it was an overnight shoot at a hotel in the Meadowlands in New Jersey, and I'm just sitting off in the back. I, you know, you're signed in. You're getting paid regardless. Like, you're there, you're getting paid whether you work or not. Yeah, that's and, awesome. Which, good work if you can get it. Not a ton of money, but you know, it's good work if you can get it. Mm-hmm. And um, it's like four in the morning. I've been there for since eight o'clock the night before. <gasps> I have worked the next day. Oh, I worked the day before. So it's just like, <laughs> am, I just, am I just sitting here? just getting paid to do fuck all and then the casting director was like who haven't we used where can you you uh go in the the bar like the hotel bar 50 yards away from everything and maybe you might be seen kind of like (laughs) whatever don't care meanwhile my wife actually had like a crossing role so like her character was crossing through the lobby so you know you might see her but like anyone who is making any type of interaction with the main actors, like Will Sasso was like, Oh, Hey, what's your name? Will Sasso. Nice to meet you. Like being super nice. He's like, you know, I, these things can be crazy. They can take so long. We're just happy you're, you're here and, you know, willing to work. I'm like, that's really nice. That is really nice. Um, 
Yeah. So yes. yeah, we, we did a couple of those. We did another one that was an overnight shoot at a, a football field in suburban hellscape, New Jersey that oh I don't know if that's ever seen the light of day at either like small indie thing. Um, but Hey, the, uh, the ink on the check dries and it gets deposited. So yeah, no, absolutely. Whether or not it comes out, you get paid for it. That's awesome. Yep. Exactly. That's crazy though. I never heard of like overnight shoots and I guess that's so people can do their day jobs, I guess, and still shoot at night. Yeah. And you know, it's the, obviously, you know, comedy being the, the priority of the forefront for me, you know, we're still like, they, they do a lot of film shoots in Massachusetts because tax breaks, you know, you go where the where the money isn't so we both did a, a film shoot now this one is still in like post-production like it has not come out yet yeah. uh, but it was a movie with paul giamatti really? they uh like i got called for a casting notice for one shoot in a restaurant and like hey we're doing another shoot at this location you know we'd want you for that and i hear them oh, like casually mentioning like oh yeah we're doing an uh an overnight shoot in Worcester. Uh, it's an I- outdoor ice skating scene. And I was like, where exactly in Worcester? Like, cause I live in Worcester. <laughs> oh, you do? Like, yeah, I live in Worcester. My wife's an actor too. Like we both, you know, have, uh, you know, talent profiles with the, the casting agency. Oh yeah. It's uh, it's on Franklin street, downtown Worcester. Like, ha, huh, funny. You should say that that's directly across the street from our apartment. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> um, we had to walk, so our apartment was like smack dab in the middle. So we walked from our apartment to the like sign-in holding area on the other side of Worcester Common, got checked in, and then had to walk back past our apartment to go to like the props department. Meanwhile, it's late February and it's like 10 degrees outside. Oh, no. So everyone's just like, are we going? Can we move? No? <laughs> okay. 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 <laughs> Oh um, at least if yeah, you get so, breaks though you can go home real quick <laughs> yeah oh that's the great thing it's like once they're like okay we're we're wrapped for tonight uh like cool uh we don't have props so can we just dip <laughs> oh no you still have to go check out like uh okay bastards <laughs> um but yeah it's um that's that's the thing i tell people you know anyone that's interested in doing it if there's anything remotely close to like a major city where you live you can usually find casting notices because they film quite literally all over the country. It's not just New York and LA, you know, they, uh, the, what's it called? Uh, there's a movie with Will Ferrell and, um, uh, Ryan Reynolds on a Christmas movie that just came out and they filmed it in downtown Boston. Oh, wow. So, and my, my wife is very not pleased about that because she worked around the corner from where they were shooting she submitted for like 15 different days and never got a casting notice. It's oh. like, and they were looking for dancers too. And she, she danced, uh, she still dances, but she danced for like 12 years when she was a kid, like ballet, tap, like all of that. She's like, I'm a dancer. I can dance. Like, I, I don't know. I'm not the casting director. Don't yell at me. <laughs> <laughs> Just gotta yell at somebody. <laughs> yeah. But now, see, if I got what? cast and she didn't, that would be a problem. <laughs> oh, with yeah. all the the moments and times where the universe kind of pulled through to get things to to happen for you guys, perhaps if she had gotten it, something like would have like happened where it would have been very unfavorable experience for her. Yeah. So yeah, you know, it's true. Almost like she was 
being just there's a reason why she didn't get her or something. Yeah. And you know, like I said before, like with, with my friend that had the the show that was on Broadway, you're not aware sometimes of the the random things that just happen that are kind of cool in hindsight. Like when we were still in New Jersey, uh, it wasn't an acting thing, uh, but she was um, she was contracted for an equity show, which is like the stage actors union. And uh, she was an assistant costumer on a professional per, uh, per, uh, production. One of the guys that was in the show with her was in the Broadway production of Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. So, oh, wow. yeah. And, yeah. So she's like, oh, yeah, uh, yo, he's, he's a real cool dude. And I met him and like, just, I don't know. Sure. Cool. That is so cool. Oh, oh, <laughs> we, we saw you on Broadway. Okay. <laughs> that's one thing that's really cool is, you know, meeting people like that. Like, you know, like if we are on a show with like a bigger name comedian and or, you know, like you met Will Sasso or people just almost treat you like coworkers. You know, they're these big stars and they treat you like a coworker almost. Yeah, um, this is this is one of my favorite. I have two. I'll, I'll leave it up to you. Uh, Karate Kid or Ratatouille? If <gasps> oh, one of those movies. I would say Karate Kid, but I might be down for both. Okay, so we'll we'll do uh, we'll do uh, we'll do Karate Kid first because um, both of them are just ludicrous. So <laughs> wait, you met Ludicrous? Yes. Uh, no, no, I did not. <laughs> I did meet Bill Bellamy. I think that's about. Oh, dude. He was, he was with his dad and they were doing banking. So it's like, no, I'm not going to take a picture of Bill Bellamy while he's with his dad doing banking. <laughs> I met Bill um, Bellamy when I was doing security at the comedy club. I mean, see, that's a professional setting. Yeah. I was absolutely. dropping a deposit for my for the company I was working for, and he's just <laughs> there with his dad, <laughs> just living life banking like a human <laughs> being <laughs> so yeah uh we'll do uh we'll do the karate kid one first so um 2014 <clears throat> excuse me the band that i was with at the time we were invited to be a featured performer at dragon con in atlanta georgia and Ooh. yeah so for the not nerds out there uh dragon con is the biggest like sci-fi convention on the east coast like bigger than new york comic-con uh it's basically from the thursday before labor day until the nerds go home like that's how long <laughs> so we gotta hose uh, them out of the room <laughs> yeah literally just like you guys stunk beforehand but get the fuck out we gotta fumigate um so we were like the the second to last act performing on the sunday night and, you know, we got a hotel room comp. We got passes for the weekend comp. It was just, it was a cool thing. We got a table where we could set up and sell merch. It was cool as hell. Um, like, our table was right next to this other band called Weep. Um, like, a, <laughs> like, a, like, gothy, like, 80s synth pop. And their lead singer <laughs> guitarist uh, is one of the co-creators of the, the cartoon Venture Brothers. Oh, that's what? so. That's crazy. Yeah, oh my yeah. Doc Hammer. Yeah, Doc Hammer is their singer guitarist. So um, that's not the crazy one. We were talking about the Karate Kid. So um, you know, as as guests, we have like artist pass. So not all access, but you know, 
they're not going to hassle you if you're in a you know backstage area and off limits area otherwise. Mm -hmm. So um, I'm at the table one day um, with one of the guys in the band and I'm like, Hey, I just, I'm going to head off to the bathroom. We'll be back in a few minutes. So I go, I find the one bathroom that doesn't have anyone in it somehow. <laughs> and, you know, I'm, I'm at the, 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 you know, the urinal doing, you know, what God intended. And this guy uh, comes in dressed in full to head, like head to toe Cobra Kai regalia. And it's an older dude, like in his fifties, like, okay, cool. Like this, this festival has been happening since the eighties. Like he could have been going since the first one, whatever. I've seen far more suspicious shit that day, whatever. So he goes and goes to one of the urinals next to me, looks over and he's just like, never gets easier, is it? I'm like, nope. <laughs> okay, bye. Uh, so, I, <laughs> so I go and, you know, I, I wash my hand. I'm washing my hands. And I look in the mirror and he turns back and I see he has an artist pass too. And it hits me that it's Martin Cove. <laughs> <laughs> the sensei from Cobra Kai from the Karate Kid. Wow. So, uh, yeah, just um, just two bros just hanging out, <laughs> talking about their war stories at the, at the sci-fi convention. Um, yeah, we, uh, we later on when we actually performed, the last event in the room that we performed in was actually a Karate Kid uh, like Q&A. So I can say that Ralph Macchio opened for me. <laughs> it's pretty sweet. Um, but yeah, the uh, the Ratatouille one. This one's another fun one. Um, so this one, about this one. I am. This one. So it's tenuous. I was just trying to figure out why we would what we would know Janine Garofalo from, and I was like, oh, she was in Ratatouille. So there we go. Um, so this was uh, when I was you know, pre-pandemic. We're still in New Jersey. And I was performing on like an afternoon showcase spot where Janine Garofalo was the headliner and like, okay, all right, this is, this is not, this doesn't suck. And so headline comic, like you kind of show up whenever you show up, you know, when the show starts, yeah. you know, you probably have, you know, half an hour before you need to be there. So I'm just kind of in the, you know, the bar area of the venue and um you know she comes in the producers there they're talking and i'm just kind of like pacing going through you know my my uh my set and uh there's a commotion from the room and like okay um things happen in comedy maybe somebody's getting a little rambunctious and uh the uh bar staff because they don't have security again this is a 5 p.m show on a saturday they don't need to worry about having security there yet uh, but the bar staff are like escorting this woman out of the bar and she is just pissed drunk. Like she had a bottle of wine before getting to the bar where she had to have the two drinks minimum and she made it for the whole table. Um, so she's just like, I'm fine. Don't worry. Honey. Okay. It's fine. I'm fine. Like, ma'am, do you need us to call you an ambulance? Like, I'm fine. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> like she's just passing out. Like they put her literally in a window. Like there's like it's not a heater, but there's like a window chair. They literally <laughs> lay her on this window. The paramedics are coming in, and I'm just standing next to Janine Garofalo watching this entire scenario play out. Like, yep, another day in the life. So how are you doing? How are those Disney royalty checks straight? Yeah. Like, wow. It's a fun, fun story. I can 
so Again. surreal, right? Like you're just like, yeah. you know, like having that moment where you're watching something that's ridiculous happening, but not only are you watching it, someone that's very famous next to you is also watching mm-hmm. it. Just like, yeah, you. it's just, it's <laughs> happening to everybody, but it's more surreal because of the people that it's happening. Yes. To. Like, yeah. If it's just the bar staff and local comics, like that's a funny story, but it's a, yeah, um, <laughs> Gene Garofalo was literally shoulder to shoulder. So was hanging out with Gene Garofalo, and uh, <laughs> so I was hanging out with Gene Garofalo. Let me pick that name up. Uh, <laughs> That's incredible. It's how life, was, life uh, is crazy. How, how that was you said, but that was the last two years because you've been comedy for about, or I guess not within the last two years because now it's been, yeah, four. yeah, that would have been uh, before the pandemic though. Yeah, it was like 2019 pre-pandemic. How was her um, set? That is so cool. I mean, set. I mean, everyone when you ask the comic themselves if they're if they don't watch the video, like, oh, it went great, and then you have the video, it's like, wow, I hate shit. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, like you could actually kill, and you're just like, miss the punch, miss the punch. Where's oh, the yeah. tag? What the fuck? Are you, like, I hate. That. Do you even do comedy? <laughs> <laughs> Going, like yeah that was a headlining spot i did 45 minutes yeah but are you a comedian or are you just <laughs> rambling for 45 minutes right i mean, it could be both um no i mean i i think it went fine um no no her set her set uh oh she's uh so i actually i did that showcase twice and both times uh it was with janine garofalo wow. and both times she did like entirely different material and uh yeah, there's a certain point where you don't need to worry about writing on stage. You can just kind of go on stage and just go on a tirade and everyone's with you because they know you and they kind of know what your humor is. So you don't really need to like flush things out. Like, I don't remember anything she talked about, but I just remember that she was on stage for a half hour and I don't remember not laughing. Like, Wonderful. fantastic. Don't remember a single joke, but I remembered I enjoyed every minute of it. Oh, uh, that makes me feel better because I've had people go, oh my gosh, you are so funny. And I'm like, oh, oh, that's cool. Do you remember a joke that you like the most? They're like, no, but I know you're funny. <laughs> I'm like, okay. I liked all of them. I liked all of your jokes. <laughs> yeah. They're all just really, really funny and nice. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> Kicking up the heels and just go. <laughs> so you were uh, uh, celebrating two years of comedy when the pandemic struck. I guess what was you know what was that transition like for you? Yeah, uh, it was. I mean, clearly we 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 weathered the storm, um, but it was one of those. I think oh, I, everyone had their independent of what your line of work was or where you did. Everyone had the whole you know, either this is going to be a hellscape and it's the end of the world, or it's going to be fine and we'll be back to normal in two weeks. And the tough thing is, is I was actually working for an essential business. So I didn't get any of that sweet, sweet, uh, you know, COVID leave. But for in regards to comedy, it was, um, you know, at first it was like, oh, it's it's not that bad. It's going to blow over. It's going to, everything's going to be fine in a couple of weeks and we'll be back in the shows, uh, doing shows and whatnot. So there were a few people that are like, 
hey, do we want to do Zoom comedy or just like hang out online? And I thought, okay, that's that's stupid. (laughs) Who's going to do comedy? Yeah, who's going to do stand up comedy on their phone (laughs) or with their laptop? That's stupid. And um, a uh, comedian friend of mine uh, who's who's uh, still in the New York area, uh, I'll name drop him. James Mack, um, for those who might know him who's listening, he was just like the first voice of reason that I heard in the sea of competing uh, thoughts. And he was like, hey, this ain't going away quick. And if you're a comic and you're not willing to at least give like the online comedy a shot, when we come back, they're going to be dudes you've never seen before that are going to be better than you because they've been doing all these online mics and working out the King Sun jokes while you were just saying it's not real comedy. And that was, that was pretty early on. I would say that was probably like April of 2020 that he posted that. Wow. And by, by the end of the month, I had done my first one. I was like, Hey, you know, that actually wasn't bad. You know, it, it, it wasn't, you know, what I'm used to, obviously it wasn't what anyone was used to, but it wasn't bad. It was different. And, you know, I still think the craziest thing is that the best thing that ever happened to my co- my comedy career was the pandemic. Because, I mean, there's no shot I would have been going out to, you know, California to do stand-up comedy anytime soon, most likely, uh, if I didn't have, you know, basically 18 months where you couldn't do comedy otherwise. And, you know, half the people I know that I still communicate on a regular basis with are people I've met through comedy, you know, like I've never met either of you guys. Uh, the, the closest I got was I was in San Francisco once in 2013. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if we would have met yeah. then, but probably um, paths we, probably did not cross. <laughs> we, I, we really met like really early on in the pandemic too. Yeah. And, and yeah, that, that's like I said, there's a lot of comics and not just like casual, like, you know, Oh yeah, I did show them. There's a lot of comics that, I did shows with online that I've met in person and, you know, people that I know now, like that I perform with, with some regularity around here. It's just, it's crazy how small the circles really are. One of the, uh, one of the groups I was doing um, the online mics with bird city, uh, Genevieve rice and, uh, yeah. Yeah. So I wound up doing, it was like every week I was doing their, their mic for, I would say like six months I was doing their mic shortly after I moved back to Massachusetts. Uh, I went and did a, a mic at one of the clubs here. And one of the co- the comic that was running the mic mentioned that he was, had just moved back to Massachusetts from Arizona. And I was like, Oh, Hey, I know some people. And I mentioned them. I was like, Oh yeah. I work with them all the time. Like, so this guy just, he knows them personally in real life. And now it's just, Oh, hey, do you know this guy, John Fletcher? Like, yeah, we love Fletcher. The guy with only nine fingers. Like, yeah. Uh, <laughs> that's that's a, that's not a joke. <laughs> no, just how casual he said it. Yeah. That's that's the uh, the describing factor. Well, not that's the, one way oh, to yeah, um, figure out it. which John Fletcher it is. <laughs> hey, you know what John Fletcher? I don't know. How many fingers does he have? Yeah. <laughs> Put your hands up. Let me count. <laughs> But yeah, so yeah, just it really is one of those as big as the comedy scene is, and as big as the world is, knowing how small those communities are. Um, 
and how tightly knit they are. You know, there, there are people that I've done shows with that I only knew through Zoom comedy. Do you guys know Srilatha Rajamani? I don't know. At all? I might. Uh, she was on a couple of the other, uh, well, she was on a lot of the, the Little Bird mics, but I didn't know that she was based in New York until we did a show together. Oh, wow. Like, <laughs> like we were on the bill together. It's like, I know that name. Um, <laughs> so crazy. it's, it, it really is. And, and like I said, there's people, and now you have contacts, not just around the country, but around the world, because, Absolutely. you know, you bit the bullet and said, hey, it's different, but let me give it a shot. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. No, you're right about that. I mean, that's how we met. We met a lot of people that way, made a lot of connections. You mentioned going to California. Um, is that something you did do, something you're going to do, something you aspire to do? What was that about? Uh, yeah. Um, honestly, I, I kind of want to go more. Um, I, um, you know, for some people will say, oh, well, it doesn't count because it was an online one. But I did the um, the Burbank Comedy Festival. Oh, I see. Virtual. Yeah, yeah. Virtual. yeah. I didn't make it either. That's cool. And then I submitted for 2021. And I, I'd actually, um, they were looking for like behind the scenes, technical, like social media stuff, making posts and things like that. And I was like, well, at the time I had actually just lost my job. I was like, I got literally nothing else to do. I'm doing your mics and occasionally doing your online shows. So like, yeah, whatever. And, um, the openings came up and I submitted and, you know, the, their booker messaged me like, Hey, are you free to take a call? I was like, uh, yeah. <laughs> the booker of a club wants to call you yeah i can talk and he was just like hey i saw that you you had submitted we don't know if we're going to be doing in person but like if we do in person in person are you able to come like is that something you would be comfortable doing and i said yeah i'd be cool with that and yeah so i did um the 2020 virtual and in-person festival um and then yeah i did the other uh, 2022 one too so um yeah i've been out to la uh twice now which is for me outstanding because i've never wanted to go to la i never had any desire to go to southern california i don't trust any place where fire is the season that's that's just (laughs) the burbank crowd appreciated that joke too but yeah no it was it was um the first time i went obviously you know still kind of you know, masking and you know, having your card and all that. It, it was a little weird. So I didn't really do a whole lot when I was there the first time other than, you know, the, the festival. But the second time I went this this past August, I, I went with my wife and it's like, hey, I'm going to do my shows, but let's actually go and do stuff. And um, it, like we went to San Francisco, like I said, in <laughs> 2013. But she was like, oh, I wanted to go to L.A. Like, well, OK, now you can go to L.A. Yeah, I. it's one of those, if I didn't have, like, if, a lot of people would say that, if you didn't have the nine to five, if you could do anything. Yeah, I would yeah. say, hey, I would go out west and, you know, because I know people in Washington, I know people in Oregon, I know people throughout California. It's like, hey, I'll just do a West Coast tour for, you know, a week, two weeks. But, uh, oh, yeah, you, you get 80 hours of PTO a, a year. Ah, yep, and you got to pay rent some at some point. Yeah, yeah. I guess not in yeah. your case, but you got to pay house <laughs> hey, payment. <laughs> hey, you know, surprisingly more expensive than a rent, a mortgage. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, I mean, it. That's that's ultimately the goal is actually being able to, um, you know, kind of pitch up and you know, 
do mini weekends. Um, yeah. You know, the, like the, the one thing I'm really trying to work on now is like my, my nine to five, you know, my shoot job, if you will, um, <laughs> is that, is that uh, we actually have our, our company headquarters are in Nashville and we have our annual managers conference coming up in, in February. So I've been reaching out to a couple of places down there hoping to you know, get something more than just like an open mic just to say, Hey, well now I've done Tennessee. Um, That's I know, awesome. Yeah. I mean, you know, just little things like that. Just, you know, feather in cap performed in yes. this state. Yeah. Hoping I mean, dude, every there. time you're somewhere, do it, you know? Yeah. That's how we yeah. like to operate too. We, uh, we went to Hon- in 2019, we went to Honolulu for our honeymoon. Yeah. And, you know, as soon as I booked the flight and booked the hotel, I'm looking, you know, I'm on Facebook trying to contact bookers, trying to get yeah. on the shows and everything. And I got us a guest spot and a really nice show. And it was really fun to do it out there. Yeah. And that's, you know, that's something that, you know, obviously with you guys both being comedians, you, you know, each other's struggles. Um, you know, I've been, I'm really lucky because, you know, while she's not a comedian, my wife is also in the arts, you know, she's, she's a performing artist as well. So, you know, she may not necessarily understand the in specific ins and outs of stand-up comedy and booking with stand-up comedy and things like that. But that's, uh, well, how is it any different than, you know, going out for a casting, going out for an audition, you know, what could I have done better? Or, you know, it's, it's different, but it's still so similar that, you know, it would be weird if she was like, "No, you can't do comedy. Only, <laughs> only I may be an artist." <laughs> yeah, no, it's true. And I've always said that I'm fortunate that we share the passion because I feel like if it wasn't somebody as passionate about comedy, they could find it maybe annoying or in the way or a nuisance or something like that. So, like you said, we kind of understand the struggle together. Yeah, and I mean, I'm sure you both can relate the annoyance of running bits by the other. So yes. <laughs> is this something? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Think about this. Literally. No, my favorite yeah. is when I run jokes about her by her. Oh but, my goodness. Yeah, that's always the best. Like, Oh, I have this new wife joke. You want to hear it? <laughs> yeah. Like, not really. Well, write, help me write a tag for it. Yeah. It's like, I'd prefer not to, but you're going to do it anyway. So let's fucking go. <laughs> just go but see you know obviously you know both of you being comedians you kind of you understand that goes with the territory and something like i've always hated and you know adults of a certain age uh myself including uh, the downward slope to 40 like you you know the older comedians where their entire shtick was shitting on their wife like that's <laughs> yeah. what the joke was that's that's what it always was yep. that there's not many jokes that I that I tell that explicitly you know involve my wife, but I make it a point that if she's involved, it's either that she's literally just a conveyance to something entirely different, or very clearly and obvious by the end of it, I'm the punchline. Like, <laughs> like this is this rational, level-headed individual, this actual adult human being with her idiot man-child telling dick jokes to strangers. <laughs> That's yeah that's right so she's she's maybe part of the journey but she's not the joke yeah and uh, um, like she'll she'll be the first to you know kick down the door and like don't forget to give me credit for the jokes i've written for you because uh, <laughs> you know hey she she's got some good tags uh <laughs> she's got some good tags in there. the best part of having a wife that's not a comedian is that's un, untapped the jokes right there 
anything yeah. she says, you can be in your set, you know? Yeah. And you know, when, first of all, when it's funny, first of all, it's funny. Like <laughs> yeah. when, when you have somebody who's not actively going out of their way to write ha-has, when they say that one thing that's genuinely and truly uproariously funny, like there'll be times like that she's just burned me so bad. She's like, you know, I'm just going to, I have to shake her hand. Like, I'm not going to laugh because I'm angry. I didn't think of it first, but I will <laughs> shake your hand out of respect. <laughs> a, a marital handshake. Yes. <laughs> Hell yeah. Yeah. Like there, there was one and I know she'll, she'll appreciate it. There's, there's this one, it was a joke idea that I had about how, uh, like I try not to do COVID jokes because nobody really wants to hear them. Um, I have one that I do and I will keep doing it until literally I drop dead probably from COVID. But I was doing this whole thing about, you know, how the whole pandemic was like Shakespearean and I'm, I'm not a Shakespeare guy. I've never been much of a Shakespeare person. So I had the idea. I was like, how do I flesh this out? And the first half is literally just COVID related puns on his plays, like on, on titles of plays. But then it was like, well, I have this idea that we have to be like Romeo and Juliet because she got the Pfizer vaccine and I got the Moderna vaccine. So like, how do we play that off? She was like, just literally have it be like the Montagues and the Capulets. And the it like with her her input, it became two pharmaceutical companies, both alike in efficacy, in fair corona where we play our scene. So <laughs> Wow. Yeah. I'm a Moderna you, she's a Cap Faisalet. We're two SARS crossed lovers. Oh, like <laughs> wow. it's 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 a joke that most a lot of people are just like, huh? Shakespeare? Oh. But I did that uh I did that in a college town and everyone laughed. And I was like, yeah, it's great. I'm not going to do that in Worcester because they're, they're not going to get, you guys are smart. I was like those idiots where I live. <laughs> wow. Oh. I, love I love that too. That's awesome. Do you have any, uh, do you have any projects or anything you're working on coming up? Uh, nothing immediate. Um, I have, uh, couple of dates that i'm trying to hammer home uh in maine which is cool uh i have some friends up in maine i've, I've performed up there before outside of hopefully figuring out some stuff in nashville honestly the the real big to do i'm trying not to jinx it i'm waiting to hear back some some stuff is that i may or may not now be a union actor which is really kind of cool wow so the, the whole getting into the union, it's either pure, blind, stupid luck or years of hard work and energy and hoping you just get the right shoot. And the craziest thing is the shoot that may have done it for me, I didn't even get used. Like, I, I literally showed up and they're like, we're not shooting that scene today. And they sent me home. Oh, but, <laughs> but it's it's union. I showed up. I signed in. And they uh, they sent me the proper uh, like union actor forms. So right now I'm actually like it's it's not like it's a bad thing or anything. It's just like hey, 
I don't know where I stand. So I'm talking with a union rep for SAG. So it's like, that would be really cool. May never use it. But, you know, just again, those. Oh, shit. That's a thing that happened in my life. Yeah. <laughs> that's so cool. And you know what? Honestly, it looks good on your comedy resume. Yeah. Oh, totally. Like, you know, fake it till you make it. And even when you do, <laughs> keep faking it. Like, <laughs> like don't think I haven't put Janine Garofalo as a credit before. Janine uh, <laughs> Garofalo minutes. incident. <laughs> yes. Which is funny because like the actual like, it seems like the things that I've done that are actually like, hey, I did this on my own merit. It's like, hey, I did this festival. I did that festival. It's like, oh, so you did a Zoom show with Judah Friedlander? Like, yeah. <laughs> okay. That's, that's whatever. Did I get booked? It's like, Am I doing three minutes at the top? Like, what's happening? <laughs> awesome. That's hella cool, man. Hey, well, thanks for joining us, Kevin. It's been super fun talking to you. Thanks for having me. Fun as Hell always. Yeah. Do you want to you wanna go ahead and plug your social media? For those of you... Oh, wait a minute. Still, wait a uh, minute. Your... Wait a minute. Before you plug your social media, talk about your Facebook name for a minute, because that's okay. me off All right. from, from day one yeah. with you. Yeah, so um, that's something that I really do miss from the days of zoom comedy when you were just signing up on Facebook pre pandemic early, even like, I think before I started doing comedy, I was like, I don't want to have to deal with the possibility of one of my employees just stumbling upon me on Facebook. I made the conscious decision to change my name on Facebook to the Irish spelling of my name now i'm painfully irish my dad's from ireland i'm a dual citizen i got the passport as it is as as it's pronounced with you know in the irish it's Provino brady so it's just kevin brady that's all it is <laughs> the problem is uh the problem is uh as sam and athena probably know the spelling is not that it has more m's in it than you think it does and they're not where you think they are. <laughs> so Quivine, Kevin, is C-A-O-I-M, M as in Mary, H-I-N, Quivine. So the M and the H makes a V sound in Irish. <laughs> so weird. So it's, it's Quivine O'Brady. So I signed up for the uh, the first uh, you know hypothetical uh, open mic way back when, and I don't think twice about it. I really don't. It's just like it's a sign up, and then Sam's going through the names, and he's just like, "All right, so next guy coming up, uh, I'm not even gonna fucking try. Like, yeah. I'm gonna butcher this. I I don't know what this is, but cow Kaelman <laughs> O'Brada." <laughs> and I was like, well, I knew it was me because I, I saw the, the list and I was like, okay, so it's it looks very intimidating, but it's pronounced Kevin Brady. <laughs> <laughs> the, big, the big reveal. Yeah, that's that's the big reveal. Yeah. And uh, honestly, hey, you know, if it helps bookings, I'll let people think I'm a foreigner. Like, yeah, <laughs> I'm not from here. I'll fake an accent, whatever. <laughs> Uh, it actually it lends a lot of credence to one of my jokes about trying to get deported, which is really difficult when you're born here. Uh, <laughs> hard to get deported when you're actually from this country. Um, but yeah, so uh, on the social medias, 
the Facebook one, like if you find me, you find me, whatever. That's not that's my my primary dick around one. But uh, for those of you that are still circling the Twitter drain, I'm I'm still on there at Kevin H Brady. The H is important because I caught a 72 hour ban pre Elon Musk because somebody thought I was impersonating a congressman from Texas that was also named Kevin Brady. Yeah, don't know. <laughs> like my my Twitter account predates his, so uh, <laughs> it's like why why would you want to impersonate yeah. him? The dude looks like a ventriloquist dummy that had beef jerky pulled over its face. Like that's what he looks like. Like I, he's a he's an elderly man from Texas. Like that he looks like he's an elderly man from Texas. <laughs> but yeah, um, also on uh, Instagram, the same Kevin H Brady. Basically, uh, you. That's that's the repository of cat pictures. Like that's <laughs> that's where you can go to find the stupid reels of my stand-up comedy and uh, random stupid pictures and a lot of pictures of my cat. <laughs> nice. The Probably more pictures of my cat than myself. So I'm into it. I started developing relationships with people just because of their pets. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. I like your cat. Yeah, no, I yeah. like you. <laughs> No, we definitely make friends with people because they're animals. Oh, yeah. Less person, more pet. Like, yeah. How's your cat? (laughs) Uh, You can find Uh, me uh, across the board at Funky Samadina. And you can find me at She Shines for You, all spelled out. And everything else we do is at at Hypothetical Comedy. Awesome. Thank you, Kevin. It was hella fun. Thank you.